0: 100
1: 500, 500. 22 22? 22? 22?
2: 22 yeah deuce. The room 222
1: we're going to reference everything from 600. the 70s today 70 good cuz uh, Sean and I will have no idea what you're talking about
2: <laughs> huh? room
1: 222 Hmm. exactly i never watched it star wars will be, will count that will be good though that about will be 7. I, th- I know that you yes. know that scott 227
2: 227?
1: Jack 227? A? 227?
2: Oh yeah, Jack Hey, Martha yeah. Gibbs, what's
1: her name? Martha. Something.
2: There you oh. go. Room two 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 was on it Rome. from September eleventh, nineteen sixty nine, through January eleventh, nineteen seventy four. I'm
1: glad we established that. That's that how we're opening week. this week, folks. That's how we're hitting the ground.
2: Two years old.
1: When did it? When it canceled?
0: I was nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: So My I sister this, was born. How about that?
1: You have a sister? A sister.
0: Sister. Oh
1: right, yeah. Do I need to? Do I need to restart this one? No, we're good. Let's go. It's the Triple Do's. Yeah. You know who we are, just in case it's your first time around. I'm Jared. I'm Scott, a.k.a. Duke.
0: I'm Sean, a.k.a. Mystic of the Black Arts. (laughs) Glub, glub.
1: (laughs) What? That's fine. And we're back after uh, a week of the plague ripped through our ranks. Our, Our studio... Yeah, it was torn asunder, decimated. But uh <laughs> we are back.
0: Maybe for you guys, I actually recorded four hours of content, but you guys didn't want it, so I'm like, whatever.
1: <laughs> it's um, put it back out as uh, Jello shots. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because everyone that listens to this podcast knows what Jello shots are. Well, I
1: know. I'm what sure doing. one or two people do.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh digressing. <laughs> Uh, we're back. Scott,
0: Degrassi.
1: you hey uh, over Degrassi. the weekend. No, Sean. Stop. Time out. All right. We, we, don't, time, have to, we don't have time for any more tangents.
2: <laughs> Scott, so I, I was at the Pittsburgh Comic and Collectible Show at the Century Three Mall. Oh, over the weekend it was uh, a yeah, you know it's a typical mall show. It's very small, about twenty what twenty tables at the most. Um, Intimate. and our fearless podcast leader, Dan was also there, uh, running the, running the, the show kind of, you know, kind of ph- photographer or extraordinaire and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was a good show. Um, I don't know what to say about it. Uh, oh, I know what I'm going to say about it. Three Rivers Comic Con is coming up next year, and it's it's at the Century Three Mall, and it's going to be huge. This was the this was like the appetizer. It's a little it's a little nugget, little little morsel of food, and a little something to get you going. Next spring will be the big, you know, uh, a brand new uh, Comic Con show for the Pittsburgh area. So. Yeah, and it's going to be there at Century 3. Uh I believe they're taking over one of the store <laughs> one of the major department stores to set it oh, up yeah? so. Yeah. But they could probably like take a, over the whole like mall. Macy's. They could take over the whole mall if they wanted, yeah. Yeah, I forget <laughs> which one it is. It might be JCPenney's or somewhere, but Um no, I mean they're all working hard on it. I thought that was pretty cool and um oh, and the other nugget of knowledge that I got from them, which I believe is common knowledge now. Um, new Dimension Comics, who is will be hosting that Three Rivers Comic Con, um, they are opening a brand new store in Ohio. Yes. Yeah. In uh, what was it, St. In Claire's Oh my God, I I didn't prepare for that. St. Clairsville. Well,
1: it's St. it's it's what I mean. Unless they're sponsoring it's out the show by, and you know, I didn't get the memo, we don't have to. No,
2: it's out by Wheeling, West Virginia. Beyond that, going out on seventy. So um more news, you know, coming from them, I'm sure. But uh, I believe they have an opening date of sometime in November.
1: I know that they so, were having open interviews.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I did read that. It's uh, yeah, it is. Commute.
2: It's St. Clairsville, Ohio. And it's just west of Wheeling, West Virginia. And I believe it's actually at the Ohio Valley Mall because there is no other mall right there but it's a huge shopping area and uh ripe for uh you know for a comic store so you know i'm just going to wish them yeah. wish them good
1: luck with that because that's maybe, awesome maybe we can finally break into that ohio market we've been so desperate for that's for right <laughs> that's yeah. right you know and the comic book pit was there we we know. have a native son in our <laughs> in our lineup here i do have a question no, so, yeah. i'm
0: from northwest sure. ohio there's a difference I'm sure there is Uh,
1: I noticed that Valiant had a presence at the the mall show uh, which note that a a publisher was at the show not something that is typical Uh, do you you know anything about this? what's going on? why Valiant was there?
2: uh wow can I just say I was still feeling under the weather? no but uh No, I did see that, I see that on their Facebook page that they, uh, they came to the show and, and left some, uh, books behind for the staff, which is pretty awesome. I don't know where they were set up. I mean, I really, were you you set
1: up in that corner where you're normally
2: located? No. Do you know where the mirror is? Yes. I was facing the mirror. Oh, so your back was to the,
1: oh, I see you're right behind that.
2: Yeah, Island for the there. most part. So, like, I really didn't see what was going on up front, and I assume that's where they were.
1: They um, were on the
2: sidewalk. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not on the same side that I was on. Would have been to your right.
1: so It's fine. All right, move yeah. on, because this is going to be... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, DJ... Yeah, but I, know, I tuned Jackie in for Coffin. comics, and they're just talking about a mall that I've yeah, never been d- to.
0: I saw that uh, DJ Coughlin was there, too.
2: DJ was there. He actually did the logo for the Three Rivers Comic-Con. Um, That's a sweet logo. So, yeah, it's a sweet logo. And no, it was actually a good show. Um, there was, it was not much for attendance, you know, I mean, they're usually lightly attended anyway, but, mm-hmm. but the good thing was is the people that were there were actually interested in buying stuff. So, so like, you know, the people that just kind of breeze in and out and don't buy anything, they weren't there is what I would say, but I, I sold some stuff. I was happy. And uh the costume contest had about forty people last year. It had less than twenty this year, so that like I say, it was under attended for and and they're not even nobody even is sure why that happens. <laughs> you know, some of the shows are really good and some aren't. But uh I
1: was But I was happy with hit.
0: it. I heard that uh
2: Yeah, weather was so one of my
0: uh Co-workers actually won it. <laughs> won the costume contest. Oh, Doctor Doctor Doom? Doom. Yeah.
2: Dr. Doom was awesome.
0: <laughs> co- I, I went to <laughs> his Doctor office Doom? delivering his mail and he was like, guess what I did over the weekend? And I'm like, what? And he was like, oh, I went to this one comic show in the mall and I was like, oh yeah, new dimension. It's in the- century three, right? And he's like, yeah. And, and I won the prize <laughs> and I was like, get out of town. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for him.
2: No, and he had some uh nice, uh, some light effects on the costume as well, which I think you know kind of broke broke him out into the front. Yeah, um,
1: that that that's an over the top move right there.
2: Yeah, it wasn't just a you know a thrown together suit. I mean, he, this is it was a nice um, looking Doctor Doom suit, it's on par with the. Uh, if it's the, the same
0: movie. suit, if it's the same suit I saw at Free Comic Book Day, he, it, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I was very impressed when I saw it close up. It's... Yeah, no, but
2: it's always fun because you end up. The good thing about those shows is they're they're small. You end up talking to other people. You meet you meet people that you wouldn't normally meet at a bigger show. Maybe, um, you know, so that that's always a plus. Um, and I, you know, just FYI for everyone out there, I sold sketch cards. That seemed to be... Whoa. What? We're here.
1: We're good. What was that?
0: What's (laughs) up? What?
1: It was on your end alone. I don't know.
0: All I did... I didn't even, like, touch my phone. It was
1: a NORAD blimp.
2: Oh, right. Floated through the neighborhood. I said sketch cards, and oh my god, guitars started playing. So I don't know what happened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Um. So that's that. We could wrap it up on that. Sketch
1: cards. All right. Well, yeah, sketch cards is tra- the way to go. Transitioning from something that people really weren't talking about to something people were talking about. <laughs> um, in the world of TV, uh, another comic book TV show hit the airwaves this week. One that blew my mind watching it, um, in good and bad ways. Uh, Supergirl premiered uh, this past yeah. Monday night. Do mm-hmm. you watch the premiere? Back like ages ago when they leaked ago. it. Yeah, when it was leaked, and you know so they leaked you, it on purpose. You've been sitting on your thoughts on this thing, for yeah. Some time. So did you know? So all this time you knew that this was rushed and had way much, too much crammed into it, and gave no room for growth for character interaction. Uh,
2: wait, is that what you are taking from? <laughs> yeah, that was my. T- <laughs> a big fan. I'll
1: be honest. I uh I tuned in on Monday night. And he tuned out? No, I, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. I, I was watching. I'm watching the first half hour. I'm like, this is garbage. It's like this... I I gave it... I was actually... I was really looking forward to it. I wanted this show to be good. I wanted to like it. It's, you know, Greg Berlanti, who runs The Flash, is oh, yeah. a runner on this show. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, how can it go wrong? And it went wrong by not really following that same successful formula that they have with The Flash. Maybe... No um, pun intended. Lightning only does strike once, but
2: you mean twice? Whatever. I would say, I would say, is a little bit contrived because you,
1: it, it has. I mean, it, yeah, it was cheesy, but you, you knew it would be. That's to be expected, right?
2: Right. I was, yeah. That's something I was forgiving of. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah. it's like, let's just get to it, you know. But I mean, um, well, that
1: to me was the problem was that let's just get to it because they. Just got to it in a big bad way, where like a half hour in, I'm like, I feel like I've watched half a season's worth of stuff here Uh that had no room. Like, like the Flash for me works on the Flash is that cast, that ensemble so strong, and the chemistry between them is so powerful. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it. That's what transcends the cheese and and, uh, the dopey melodrama. That's what makes it you know palatable. Is that there's that heart. To it. That's just so strong. Threat. That you buy that's, into everything that's else. That's what wins, hurts. that's wins games. It's the, heart. the, Supergirl didn't even bother to try to like establish these relationships. They're just like, this is my sister. This is my co-worker. I have a crush on James Olsen. It's just like, here it is. Front street. And then there's a convenient twist and turns with the, um, Hank Henshaw and that little, whatever they're calling their little outfit. So, mm-hmm. like, the first... I got to nine o'clock... I thought it was an hour and a half, too, so I didn't. I thought mm-hmm. it was, like, 90 minutes. And I got to the first half hour where it was revealed that the sister works for that government agency this whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this Yeah, I wasn't so- a
0: fan of that. I, I... I wasn't a fan of that.
1: It's like... I uh, don't know well, why. It felt so forced uh-huh. and convenient and just...
2: A lot of shows have that kind of device so yeah. that they can get a bad guy quickly into... The episodes, you know, like yeah, that yeah. way she could just be like, "Hey, heads up! Here's a bad guy," and then they're they're launching their episode.
1: Which I mean, okay, so when they showed mm. all the the whole idea of the prison being pulled through the Phantom Zone to Earth, and uh, there's a lot of nitpicking here I could do with this, and maybe that I
0: didn't I didn't like that because that's find Superman's it. gig. I didn't mind that. I figured okay, we'll They the, had the, to have like super beings somehow, like super bad beings somehow, and I figured okay, here's what that's kept, good enough. Right. Right.
1: Me is they're talking like, aliens don't exist. Like, why aliens? People can't know the aliens. It's like Superman's been here for like 15 years. Like, you've all known yeah. about Superman for a long time now. A, Superman can handle this stuff. Why don't you call Stop him, Big Blue, the big guy. Just say oh, Superman, Goddamn. Yeah. um that's,
0: Maybe that's they have to dance dangerous. around it.
1: No, because they that's... opened the show with saying, my cousin's Superman. They put it right on Front Street, and then they start. dancing. Uh, oh, okay, them. I don't really it's even know. Yeah. Obnoxious. Mm. I did like- Well, at, if at they the
0: start coordinate. saying like Superman like every other- like if they mention him like every time, they'll start him, becoming the, the Superman state. show.
1: I know. Well, That's, do you think- like, How long do you oh. do this without having to bring in him? You how do you keep saying like Big Blue with a big guy, him?
2: Well, here, here's why, because what if Superman hears him? uh <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he's like, look, don't say my name so much because I'll think you're calling me.
0: Uh. Like, <laughs> I know. You know, <laughs> he god, just like puts on so the cape late. and he gets mad and he's late. like could, that was ah, yeah. you guys need to stop calling my name.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you but, guys um, are
0: in trouble fine but god. <laughs> I got my cape out and everything. <laughs>
1: I, I the whole villains, like cuz some of the villains like Parasite was one of the villains. I'm like oh shit, Parasite's gonna mm-hmm. be um
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that that purple guy. I thought that was cool. I was like, freaking right. I hope, I was actually kind of hoping you would have showed up. Uh,
1: Give it, give it a minute. Um, and then, so I, and it got to that part. I'm like, they're just forcing, they're just rushing through this A, just rushing this setup. I was like, give this a minute to establish these relationships. Like, that's what's going to be the heart and soul of this show, not her flying around Mm and punching stuff, which, I'll get to that in a second because that. So he,
0: he, he would do that anyway, cause
1: oh, they're going to do. I they did know. some of that. They did do some yeah. of that, and, and it kind and that's where my my tune changed just a bit. Um, so the first half hour, like that scene where they're in the little government place, and she's like, "I'm your sister, and I work here, and I didn't tell you." I'm like, "Screw this!" I'm like, yeah. she's like "Watch whatever you want." She didn't want to watch it in the first place. You know what? It's it sounds a lot like the way
2: I Zombies started too. And I don't um, know if you watch it at all.
1: I did, and then I tuned out. Um, I did, too. But then, so the next day, I'm like, man, I really want to, you know, at least, I knew we were going to talk about it this week. I was like, I need to watch, like, the whole episode to have an informed opinion, you know, to really give the whole episode a shot. So I queued it back up on demand. And I'll be honest, the scene after the one where I'm like, screw this, is when it started getting good, <laughs> is when, like, they, they that was, like, the end of all the exposition which quite frankly I think you could have taken your time put them pieces on the board I digress but once it got after that I like got second half hour that's when it f- set that episode's villain of the week plot in motion that's when I really dug it and I and then the fight scene at the end when she initiates it when she, she that dude's driving that truck and she just like leans into it yeah I was laying on the couch I'm like that's fucking rad. Yeah. That was my quote. Cause that, like that quote. and it was. Yeah. And so then I was like, all right, this is cool. And I, I, then, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully all that just for some reason they felt they needed to throw everything out there in the first half hour that we're going to need for the whole season. So now that that's done, hopefully now going forward they can take their time and establish the relationships between all these characters yeah. instead of just forcing everything and all the dialogue is just sound soundbite. Yeah. Because there's potential there for this to be as good as The Flash, which I think is the high watermark for these DC melodramas. Definitely. And it's until
0: legends of tomorrow.
1: Well, it's still gonna I mean, it's still gonna have to measure up against what the Flash is doing. Um
0: and uh, oh the way man, that's, I can't wait.
1: That, oh, that I look forward to it too, but it, as long as it's not rushed and the characters have strong interactions, for me. And I mean, maybe I'm alone on this, but I don't think I am. Like I said, what works for me for that show, The Flash, is that ensemble cast and their chemistry. And you have, I think, of a Supergirl. And any the other thing to do forward, that is what should be the most important thing they do. Develop that. And then all the dopiness and the cheesiness becomes palatable and works. Once yeah. you have that strong core then that other stuff is is easily acceptable. Right. So I will stick with this show um because I do I would I would like to see it succeed and not I mean I know there's the I don't have any horse in the race as far as the quote unquote political agendas are concerned. I mean the okay. the female in my household could give two shits. So <laughs> she didn't want I, I I was like you can watch whatever you want. She put on Dexter. So
2: that's
1: Yeah, nice. I was the one that initiated this. So I'd like to see it succeed. It could be a fun show. They're gonna have to figure something out because eventually, sooner or later, you're gonna have to give Superman a cameo. He's gonna yeah. have to show up. You, yeah, I'm gonna or you of, stop catching him.
0: I kind of hope he doesn't. Only I kind of hope he doesn't. Only because as soon as he comes on the show, some bit, it becomes the Superman show. It doesn't become Supergirl, and here's her big cousin, Superman. It's Superman show. I I I kind of agree
1: with you, Sean. But my only reason I'm saying that is, then stop mentioning them.
0: You're right, but then again, it was the first episode, so you kind of got to keep mentioning them, so people are like, "Well, wait a minute," like the people that have been under a rock for thirty years, yeah, and don't get the idea of Supergirl, Superman, or
1: (laughs) the people that have been under a rock since the Supergirl movie, Um yeah. Um. But yeah. So that that's my two cents on it. I think we're all in somewhat agreement. We'll give it another yeah, I'm, shot.
2: I'm, I'm gonna remain optimistic, but I yeah. think uh, I'll probably give it about four episodes before I know. And it's because it is like I think it's similar to iZombie, and I felt that iZombie didn't have enough for me, so I just I dropped it like pretty quick. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, well, it's that a good little. show though. It's just not it just wasn't for me.
0: You know, you I was move just on like yeah. to a show. I don't know. I I kind of liked I kind of liked Supergirl. I mean, I'll probably give it a try if they kind of lose that whole uh the devil wears Prada aspect of it. <laughs> I kind of right. was... I was kind of done with it like 10 minutes in. Like don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like McBeal. uh yeah, I like Ally McBeal's character. That's cool. <laughs> but we know yeah. we're saying. To me, I I kind of wouldn't mind losing that aspect. I don't know what you can put in its place, but
1: punching stuff.
0: I don't know. I just didn't like that part. I kind of felt it was it was it's been done too many times in television. Yeah, like we needed a different aspect.
2: Well, it seems like she like Supergirl doesn't need to even put up with that for five minutes. Like when she decides seeing
1: hints of that, she's, I mean, now that she's out of her shell, the character wise as like, when she was taking grief from the boss, like she did sort of put her foot down. Cause I think Barbara was like, wait a minute. I'm fucking Supergirl, goddamn I don't have to listen to this. Right. I blast a hole with my loud loud lasers.
0: Right. Then again, I kind of have to admit, she kind of plays a lot better Clark Kent than Clark Kent from the man of steel movies,
1: (laughs) which makes me wonder why I, I know this is, this is again, nitpicking. And I know I was going to move on, but I do want to address this. Why
0: did she? Why is she wearing glasses? Why? Would because she it's, it's a thing. So she's it's just wearing them to look. It's a thing.
1: It's a thing. That's it. Like there was no logical reason for
0: it's her disguise Amber's to be,
1: but she disguised from what? She before she was she was wearing them before she decided to be Supergirl. So my question is, disguised from what? <laughs> I don't know. This guy's Yeah, from, yeah. Maybe the she felt need like she afterwards. wanted to be hip.
0: Maybe she is trying to be hip. I she don't took know. a page
1: out of her cousin, the big mm-hmm. guy's book,
0: hipster Ariel. You know, <laughs> maybe that weird. was the, <laughs> like maybe that was the cousin's uh, idea for our secret identity. He's like, "Don't worry, you're good. So I uh uh glasses, you're good. No one will ever recognize you. It's mm-hmm. been working for me." <laughs>
1: Tell you what, uh, since I've switched to contacts, and I've noticed this in the past, uh, it, it does work. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but people are like, oh, didn't recognize you without glasses. Not everybody, yeah. not everybody, mind you, but there are people that are like, oh, I didn't not notice you really? enough that it makes me believe, eh, ah. if I was a schlumpy reporter and the other guy was a god and with his underpants on the outside, I believe that it could work.
0: <laughs> no, it still wouldn't work because your coworkers would know to hell who you are. Yeah, my co-worker you was
1: an intrepid reporter. I would have to question their skill. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure. uh,
2: did uh, we say our
1: piece? We did. Okay, yeah. so let's let's it's move weird. on to a show that it ruined my segue. Is oh, for wait, all it, of us. And yeah, Dean,
0: Cain was, an awesome, yeah, Dean Cain was in there. Awesome. And Helen
1: Slater. And Helen Slater. Yes. But, um, that was a, yeah, that was cool. So moving on to a show that didn't have Dean Kane or Helen Slater <laughs> and had everybody talking. Oh my God. There we go, Scott. You ready? You can do this. Uh, Walking Dead also was on TV this week and boy howdy. Did oh it have God. an episode. Here's the deal. I, I typically do not watch it Sunday nights. I'm typically a Monday watcher and I've always been good. And avoiding spoilers, it's always been pretty easy. Internet, yeah. Facebook's been pretty good about it. Yeah, uh, I knew things were up around nine thirty Sun. Well, I guess ten o'clock on Sunday when the internet's blown up, and it was being you know the the sources I was seeing were being kind enough to redact the name, but I knew something was up, and that this well. wasn't just any other episode. So I watched the eleven o'clock rebroadcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. And right,
2: because it would not
1: have kept till Monday. It would've you know then I saw and then Dan uh got spoiled. Yeah. Everything in his feed is a little more inconsiderate than mine. But um and so and then I was like oh shit, I have to watch this now. And I'm glad I did. And I'll be honest guy I want you I think and I think it's kinda of obvious at this point time upon dissecting it, what we thought we saw is not what we saw. That's what you think I have a theory. I can we Should we just put it out there? I think we can put it out there. It's been so
2: yeah, I think we have to. All okay. right, just here so, it is. We're going to spoil the show, so if you didn't watch it yet.
1: I don't think Glenn was eaten by the zombies.
2: I totally think he was.
1: <laughs> I do not. I think what we saw, like when the guts started getting ripped out, note, note the camera work. I think that was uh, that dude, Nicholas's guts, getting ripped out. And so, and, and, and knowing, you know the science of this world. When a human, a live human, is gets covered in dead person stuff, the zombies can't sniff them out. So I think they fell, Nicholas fell on top of Glenn, the zombies chowed down on Nicholas, got the blood and guts all over Glenn, and don't smell Glenn.
2: See, I, here's what, see, I don't think so. I think that, um, using that rule, they, they have to put zombie gore on them. Like not, if they put fresh blood on them, then they're, they're like, hey, the barbecue, you know, um, like the walkers will come at them because they smell the blood. Whereas if it's dead,
1: you know. So long dead, not fresh dead.
2: Right. Because. I mean, you think about what, why there's always half-eaten walkers is because the, eventually the person is dead, dead. Like they like to eat something live, and eventually when they die, they quit eating them and they walk away. So that corpse then gets up because it eventually the meat's dead. So I think as long if he smells like fresh blood, they're gonna eat him. So, but I I think he, I, I I'll I'll tell you why I think for a number of reasons in the story that I think that he <laughs> that he has saw his his end <laughs> is for number 1 he called rick a dumbass and that was his the very first thing he said to rick in the very first you know meeting he's like hey dumbass in the tank you know what are you doing down there and you know so it's almost like signing off you know like the, the last, the first, the last words that he said to Rick was that. Really? Um,
1: so when, 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 I, so, so as far as story. Episode, so in this past week's episode, yeah, you called Rick a dumbass? Yeah. Okay. On the, on the walkie-talkie. Okay. I missed that. Went over my head. And
2: in the very first one, he called him and he, he called into the tank and he so was you, like, hey.
1: So you saw symmetry.
2: Yeah. There's a symmetry okay. there. And the other thing is the symmetry, or the, not symmetry, but the um, and, and you know this is my pun for the night. But the Stephen Yin and Yang of the situation. There was a <laughs> Glenn is the Yin, and what's that guy's name? The other Nicholas? guy, Nicholas, was the Yang, and Nicholas was the absolute opposite of Glenn in every way. He was a coward. He ran. He left people behind. Glenn ultimate hero, never leaves a person behind. You know, and that, I think in a world where there, these two were like forced, you know, like opposites. They're two sides of a penny. And in that kind of world, the bad side wins because there's just too much of it. You know, like Glenn's goodness couldn't outwin in a stalemate, you know, against that kind of, you know, his equal opposite. And so I just feel like that the way they wrote it was like, this guy is his, this is his opposite, and this is how he goes. You know, like, I was like, if this, this is good, you know, I was like, this is good writing, you know, even though I was like, at the time, too, I'm like, no, not Glenn, you know. But I was like, holy crap, this is awesome writing. So I was like, you know what, I I am actually more okay with him if he's, if he stays dead, if they bring him back, I'll be extremely disappointed.
1: You so, almost swayed me, Scott. You almost want me to, the root for him being dead. Maybe I, he comes I back just, as a zombie. Cause they did say that you know, he comes back in one form or another. Right. Scott Gimple said that as far as like,
2: uh, you know, parts of him will come back. <laughs> and it's maybe like, he's Whoa. a ghost. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish they'd put ghosts on the show, but, uh. <laughs> Because that would confirm my theory about the whole show. But what you, wait, what's your whole theory about the? My the... whole theory about the show is that it's not, it's not some airborne disease. It's actually a supernatural event. Hell did fill up, and the dead have nowhere to move on to, so they just take up residence in their old body, and they come back as this, you know, horrible creature. Supernaturally Ooh. speaking. That's why they're able to live, you know. They it it explains so much as far as how that world works. Um, but every time my my theory is then is every time they kill one, they release the spirit or whatever you want to call it. So you would think that whole world is full of ghosts. At that point, maybe if they have nowhere to move
1: on
0: to, maybe where would the ghosts go to? After that's what I mean. They'd be
1: everywhere. It'd be awesome. Or. We get to the end and it turns out they're all dead and this is purgatory.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. That would be done before in a show, right?
2: Uh-huh. Well, Shh. yeah, sorta. Lost it in the last season. I know. I know.
0: <laughs> he doesn't know. He thinks.
2: But, um. <laughs> no, I knew. <laughs> he knew. He's like, he was, he was baiting me. All right. Um. Yes, I <laughs> so, so I, I'm gonna hold to the. I hope that Glenn's dead because I thought it was a fine death. It was a, a well written episode, and I'm very sad that he's gone. But it opens a door because if you're a comic reader, more spoilers, people. We know how Glenn dies in the comic. Now the question is: is who takes his place? In that, in you know when that inevitable scene comes up, and, and someone has to die, and Glenn's not there to take the hit.
1: Hmm. Now, for, for those of us out there who may be like me and don't know
2: I'm being the a little sketchy. that
1: well, yeah. um, in the comics, Glenn is killed by the character Negan, is that yeah. correct? Yep. And Negan is a character who they've intimated will be appearing eventually. Yeah. In the show, perhaps by the end of this season?
2: Yeah, perhaps. Because I feel like they're moving things a little faster. Now that they killed Glenn, I've, you know, at least in my belief that they killed Glenn is that they're moving, uh, their end game up for the show.
1: What is what? Season six?
2: It's season six. Yeah, no what? show lasts forever. No show lasts forever. And we know in the book, that I, I don't want to, I don't know. Some of this I don't want s- to say everything, but I can talk, I'll here. talk about my theories. Go Basically though, at a certain point in the book, they reach a, an era of peace. And I feel like that is where the show is going to end because I feel like they are going to take, if it takes 10 year, you know, 10 seasons of television, that that's where it'll end up. It'll end up with them. Um, you know, with some kind of resolution that they've, you know, found sanctuary of some kind. And I, like I say, I don't want to spoil all that, but, um, you know, I, I feel like with Glenn, Glenn was the, the beginning of the, the war, you know, the all out war, uh, series in Walking Dead comics. Um, you know, the the problem Rick had with Negan and everything stemmed from that. Now that Glenn's gone, it's almost like they're ready to move their characters into that final position. But I don't know how many years it'll take them. I mean, it could take them, you know, f- three or four more years if they want to get to that point, too. But I think they have to be thinking about, like, how long is, is the show going to go? So,
0: I don't know. Maybe that's why they... Got the spin-off series to kind of fill people in with more info. Yeah, but that's just dunk. Oh, did it? <laughs> I have to admit, I, I actually haven't watched. I am a
2: Yeah,
0: I haven't watched The Walking Dead since the first season. Okay, but
2: yeah,
0: I've been. I wanted to get back into it, but I guess I just haven't been feeling some. There was although. I would like to watch Ash versus the Evil Dead, which is premiering yeah. Saturday, but I don't have stars, so no. I might have to wait. I'm thinking it's gonna show up on Netflix. I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, I think eventually you'll see it there. It has to because have- what was it, Spartacus, I think, is a stars show and that's on Netflix, so I'm kinda of hoping that they're like, you know what? We have Spartacus. Here you go. Here's Ash versus the Evil
1: Dead. I think yeah. it makes sense.
0: <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I was going
2: to say one more thing about Walking Dead. Yes. Um, if I remember now. Oof.
1: I'm thinking. Where I don't know. You're talking about where it ends. You lost your brain thoughts, huh? What's that? Lost your brain thoughts? Yeah, my yeah, my brain went off the track.
2: It happens. Um, no, but uh. Um, something about Glenn. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. There's, there's a, uh, JPEG running around the internet that shows Glenn in a future scene in The Walking Dead. And everybody's like, well, Glenn's not dead because there he is with this character, you know, however you want to pronounce it, Jesus or Jesus, uh, who's a prominent character in the comic book. And there he is, you know, alongside him in it. And you can tell it's an outtake. It's not, they're not filming at that moment, yeah. Okay. Um, but everybody's like, "Why is Glenn on the set?" You know, it must mean he's still alive. But um, it doesn't mean that because they've done that before, where they had flat, you know, they've had dead characters come back in in specific scenes to you know tell a story.
1: Uh
2: okay. So, but um, my thinking is is that. This Jesus character is going to find Glenn's bag, find, and and then br- and bring it home, and it'll it'll have the watch in it, and that will tell everybody back at camp that he's dead, because nobody knows. Right at this point, nobody knows that he's if he's dead or alive. So he's Schrodinger's Glenn, right now. So, so that's it. That's all I got. I just
1: want
2: to make sure they're
1: right. Schrodinger's
2: Glenn. Okay. Yeah. Nobody knows if he's alive or dead right now. I got in the show. That's good. That's Even good. in the show,
1: I think Scott just named the episode.
0: <laughs> well, Maybe. we can
1: yeah. So we can actually leave that to. Uh, that's a good point to drop off. Yeah. We'll move on to um, the namesake of this program, comic books. And uh, I read a book it's this good. week. Yeah, I know. What? You read something? No, I thought it was T V show pit. Yeah, I read a comic yeah. book this TV week. Show Pit, yeah. Um I read The Twilight Children from Vertigo. Nice it was the first issue, uh written by Gilbert Hernandez, drawn by Darwin Cook, a favorite
0: oh. of this
1: program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh oh, oh, oh. it does not disappoint. Oh. It's um it's an interesting little like almost a bit of a supernatural tale. was set in a I believe is a Mexican town. Definitely south of the border. Not really uh, described. Yeah, remote Latin American Hmm. village. There we go. And it is. And we this issue sort of like opened us up to this town. We get to meet some of the people. We get to see some of the storylines that they have going on between them. And then there's this introduction of this mysterious glowing orb uh, on the coast. And the mystery surrounding that and then that's it's sort of then the orb disappears, and then it reappears in an odd place. And there's some local children who are blinded by the orb when they reach out to touch it, which is uh, a powerful scene from Darwin Cook because like the kids touch out to it and like something erupts and, freak storm hits the town, and they're left Ooh. blind. And then so the wow. mystery of this orb and then the the personal drama of what's going on with these characters is all very intriguing and set up. It's a fine. this is, you know, talking about first episodes, first issues. Yeah. This was a fine way of setting all your pieces on the board. Yeah. With the focus being on the interaction between these characters and their relationships, and then gradually working in that overarching plot. And and so this is a good way of how you set it up. Uh, writing strong, the artwork is obviously Gorgeous. I mean, there's not much more we can say about Darwin Cook that hasn't, we haven't said before. Um, strong, strong, strong. And this is something that I'm very interested in, and I will continue with this tale. Oh, nice. It's yeah, a it... good little mystery. It's got a little bit of sci-fi in it. It's got a little bit of, uh, you know, inner character drama going on there. Some, you know, like true-to-life type stuff. Uh, just masterfully done all around. And some good stuff. The covers look awesome. That's all I have for at the they moment. They do, and uh, the interiors ain't too shabby.
2: Are they similar?
1: Uh, they're not the as be- stylized. Okay. No, it's it's typical like Darwin Cook.
2: Darwin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these are way more stylized than that. Mm-hmm. but uh, Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, and it does seem intriguing. I don't, and, I don't and, know. I didn't even see that. On and it show. is
1: Darwin Cook, and what I really enjoyed is that the artwork gives that like timeless feel. Like maybe this is the 1950s, but then you have characters mm. like on cell phones and using laptops. So mm. it's not. So it's. Now I thought that was a nice little touch too. That's cool. That, I mean that that's Darwin Cook
2: for Seems thing. to be a trend that I've noticed that, and this is an idea, a thing that I've thought about. But um, there seems to be more stories with, uh, you know, like um, big things happening in small places. You know, like this is like in some little village. Right and, um, uh, Paper Girls is you know just a couple of you know on a street you know, gotcha. in their neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like it just seems like it, it's kind of become a thought among writers. Uh,
1: you know, Big plot to... on a small stage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, which was interesting is like the uh, the orbs, like the overarching, the driving force in the story, is not like brand new to these townsfolk. Like they, they've seen them in the past. Oh. It's only now though is I like, getting a little more scrutiny from like scientists and uh, government entities mm. and such. But like there is that, you know, these things have been around and they're known. But mm. uh, oh, I, I really dug it. It was a really good read. All right. I may have to check it out. And uh, I look forward to yeah. uh, also, I haven't been to the story yet this week, but ArtOps with uh, from Vertigo also. That's all red. So you know I'm getting that one. Oh. What's it called? Art Ops. Art Ops. O-P-S. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you about it next week. Cool. Yeah. uh, All Mm. Art Ops. There it is. I don't know too much about it. Um, I just know it's all red. And that's really all I need to know.
2: (laughs) He's like, say no
1: more. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. All Well, well Scott, out for two. going from okay. something new to something tried and true. <laughs>
2: or Maybe. so we think. There we go. Perhaps. Hang on there, true believers. Um, it's Amazing Spider-Man, number one, again. The- <laughs> <laughs> all new, all different. <laughs> Oversized and action-packed. <laughs> Just like my life. Um <laughs> Now, alright, so we don't know how Secret Wars ends because they're late, but yeah. Amazing Spider-Man number one's like, I will not be denied. I am coming out in this month of October. And so I, I actually just read half of it tonight because whole, I did not realize it was oversized. And, um, I literally read to the staple in the book and that's the first the first story, which launches this whole new, um, identity for Amazing Spider-Man, like this whole new adventure in his life. Um, of course it's, you know, by the, the power team of Dan Slott and, uh, Giuseppe and Right. All right. Um, as the artist and, uh, but Dan Slott, you know, he always, he always likes to have a good time. And so now we have Peter Parker, who is now um, running Parker Industries. He's he's got his own company, he's got his own technology, and he's like kind of the new Tony Stark on the scene. um, That he's trying to downplay, and he's trying to say, "Hey, I'm not Tony Stark, you know, but hey, I got some pretty pretty damn good ideas over here too." Um, So he's like a world traveler now. Uh, He you know business meetings in other countries. But at the same time, now he has, quote unquote, he has Spider-Man as a bodyguard slash spokesman. You know, he's the Spider-Man guys helping Peter Parker out with his business, basically. And in exchange, Peter Parker supplies Spider-Man with some cool new stuff, including a car, a spider car. Um, which honestly, I had trouble buying into that. <laughs> Even reading it, I was just like, "All I could think was Spider Chopper, the Spider Copter," and uh, I was just like, "I don't know, maybe the '70s are back." But um, so he's got this new car, and it and when it it has like sort of um, Mach Five Speed Racer sensibilities, where. It can do, you know, it can leap like a spider when it needs to and land back down and, you know, tires on the road, um, kind of stuff. And he's, he also has, like, multiple web cartridges that do different things. Um, they don't just, he doesn't just spin webs all the time. He has a number of gadgets up his sleeve, like, literally up his sleeve, um, so they, the most of the issue though pretty much, uh, toys around with, uh, how Peter Parker is handling his life as Peter Parker and his life as Spider-Man. He, in fact, he hired the Prowler to wear the Spider costume sometimes so that it would keep the villains guessing. Like, I don't know, maybe Spider-Man is in town right now. Let's keep it cool. Um, because they see the Prowler swinging around. Right. Which I thought that was a, that was a cool, cool Um, idea.
1: And I, so do you like it? Um, I don't know if I like it. Because I, this is, I did not buy this issue. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I was going to jump off at, you know, at the, at the, uh end, whatever it was, at the Secret Wars. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Ah, I'm done. And, um, and I held to it. Now, I did flip through it, and unfortunately, you didn't read the entire book. I didn't read right. any of the book, but I did flip through of it. And I flipped okay. through and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to read this. And at the end, there's a reveal that I'm like, ah, caught it. But you haven't gotten that far yet, so we can't discuss it, that. Well, was it Doc Ock? Do you want me to answer this question?
2: <laughs> Just yes or no. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got to that part with the
1: robot. Oh, you saw it, so yeah. And I yeah, think that's, that's we discussed where, that here. I got, that's where he went, into that robot. That, yeah, he was in this robot working with Anna Marie. Yeah. Or whatever so is. I'm like, oh. And then and so I was like, I, there was a hot moment there where I thought about it just for like that sake of nostalgia. But I'm like, I was flipping through. It came and called you of, of the Spider-Man artists is my least favorite. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't I don't care. And, and I flipped through. I like, mean, this is just a lot of. Like I saw that whole car chase. scene, like, I don't care. Yeah, that a lot that of was, words here, and I don't was feel like reading of,
2: them. It, it felt like a movie, but you have to read it, so then it slows it down. Like if it was the kinetic feeling you get yeah, in an action movie. Honest, like
1: I always wanted to see like Spider Man in a car chase, but I got to see Spider Man in a car chase, and I didn't care about Spider Man in a car chase anymore. Right. Um. So I, I, I I'm, reinforced I'm my it. decision. Uh, it was a good run. Jesus, it was like eight years.
2: Yeah, great. I didn't buy issue two yet, and I know it was out on the shelf, and that's why I was like, I really have to read number that one. Was a quick turnaround time, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was. Really and that—that's one of those things where they—they gotta—they gotta slow their roll when they do that. They yeah. gotta. The, I mean, this is a double sized book.
1: Yeah, the post event books are—they've always been doing that. And that was another like sure. factor when I was like, man, I gotta drop this part because they did that. I think with the previous volume
2: so yeah i'm i'm digging dr strange a lot more than this book oh, and yes. i think i I might end up staying with dr strange and dropping spider-man and you would be like me then? yeah i i haven't decided okay. just yet i mean I'm gonna read the rest of the i'm gonna read the backup stories there's like four more backup stories in this which is pretty cool for oh
1: yeah for cause it six dollars was. the
2: spider family yeah It's typical um yeah it's so, just all right. launching all the other books yeah which I I really don't have that great of an interest in, unless they're in the main title. I really just it doesn't matter to me. But gotcha. Um, so yeah, I'm on the fence about it. You know, it's it's neat. It's but it is like I'm not an Iron Man reader either. So if he's going to be more like Tony Stark, I lose interest because I, you know, I don't really care about all the gadgety technology.
1: I did notice they addressed that within you know, the. I didn't notice that that was addressed within. The book itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got into that scene or not. Uh, yeah, where he
2: tries to downplay his uh, being like Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, and he his flies down.
1: <laughs> I didn't read really, it. Well, I just saw someone like asked. Him, was like, so you're just like a poor man, Tony Stark? Pretty like, all much. Right. So they're addressing it. I'm like, all right, they, they always that awareness. He oh, does. He,
2: there. he does the thing where he says, like, I, you know, I. I own the company, but I cut my own salary down to middle management, blah, blah. You know, and that's kind of what he says in that scene. And then like his assistant or whoever was like, Hey, you did really good. Um, and your fly was down the whole time. <laughs> and he's like, Bark Bark. Luck. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I don't know. On the flip side though, I, I forgot I, I had picked up a couple of the old, like, the very first issues that Dan Slott wrote, um, many many years ago. Mm, okay. Perfect. He's inspiring. I picked them up a couple weeks ago, and I haven't read them yet. Some, I'm, I'm actually more interested to read those than I am to read issue two.
1: Now is that the start of the brand new day era or the big time era?
2: It's it, it's actually before all of that. Oh. It's it was like fill in issues, which I I was going through a dollar bin, mm. and. I was like these. These are Dan Slott books, you know, because I was actually looking for, um, like
1: Botchlow. G- oh, okay, okay.
2: And I found a couple of his, and then as I was going through, I saw Dan Slott's name on the cover, so I grabbed those as well. So, um, so I'm I'm curious to see, you know, because this is that would be his very early early work in Spider-Man, where it's like uh, one or two want, issues.
1: If you wanted to see Dan Slott's first crack at the Webhead. Mm. Then you need to pick up, I believe it's Ren and Stimpy number six. <laughs> and I ha- I've had this book since it came out. It's when, uh, Spider-Man teams up with Powder Toast Man. Oh. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Thanks. Well, hey, there's another team up that I think Sean can tell us about. Right? That's right. Segway.
1: It's my department, Scott.
0: Oh. Sure. Uh...
1: <laughs> so going from one number one book to Very another good. number one book.
0: And featuring, another number one book. Featuring the Colonel?
1: No, so, right. number
0: one. Not that one?
1: The outlines, God, I do.
2: I don't know. I don't have the notes. Neither do I.
1: <laughs> so going from one number one book that we've seen before and before and before to a number one book that we haven't, Sean. <laughs>
0: Yay. <laughs> uh This week, well, actually it was last week you guys got sick. Told you not to eat that raw chicken. <laughs> it's tasty. Yeah, <laughs> can't help it. You me. have to cook the chicken first, guys. No. Um. I guess I'll start with unbeatable Squirrel Girl because I actually started rereading it. I read through the whole thing. I laughed my my butt off. And I've never heard of. Well, I mean, I've heard of Squirrel Girl but i've never actually read any comics with her nice like i know that she was part of the great lake avengers but the only exposure to the that group was like in the late 90s with deadpool humorously just beating them all to a pulp was was <laughs> hilarious but uh she wasn't in that group mm. <laughs> so Going in, I, um, I had,
1: uh, (laughs) brain (laughs)
0: thoughts. Yes, brain thoughts. I, uh, yeah, I really didn't know much of the character. I heard good things about it on the internet, and I was like, all right, I'll give this a whirl. And on Comixology, it was for like 99 cents, so I was like, I can pay a dollar for this. This looks fun. And you can't beat the name, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. And it was absolutely hilarious. It was fun. It was by Ryan North, and I think it was Erica Henderson, I believe her name is. Uh, It follows uh, Dorian Green, uh, the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, on her first day of college. And it's just, it's so, it was just hilarious. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Like, she talks to squirrels. It starts out with her singing her own theme song, which is to the beat of the 1960s Spider-Man song. <laughs> so that was actually pretty, uh, pretty hilarious. Cool. She talks to squirrels, and I'm kind of glad they didn't do the whole, like, you know, squirrels will make this sound, and we just hear the answers that are coming out of her, like, the squirrels actually have like their own bubbles, their own uh, word bubbles, and I thought that was cool. And in this episode, she faces off with, uh, Craven the Hunter. Which, at first I was like, okay, this is gonna be kinda lame. As well as, I thought Craven the Hunter shot himself, but apparently he got better.
1: I, I'm trying to remember, cause I thought Craven, there was, do you remember Scott that that storyline in Spider-Man where Kraven returned? Okay, so you don't.
2: No, remember
1: it was like the whole Kraven family.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: It was like the crate, like the Glass Hunt or something like that storyline, and he was like resurrected. But I forget where he was left off at.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I just know that I heard through the grapevine that he kind of died and i figured he just got better so i'm like okay that's Uh coming for you
1: well when the zombies ate him they they actually ate the person on top of him and he was just covered in he's fine he was
2: actually also he was also in uh graves
1: six feet in the ground and Uh no that's not at any rate so so grabbing the hunter is in this book
0: Yes, Craven the Hunter shows up and he's beating up squirrels. And (laughs) it's pretty funny. He's like, he's kicking squirrels and squirrels are like kind of fighting him, but he's, you know, Craven the Hunter and, uh, Dorian, uh, she doesn't know much about him. So she actually has to resource to, she has like, um, I guess like these cards and there's like Deadpool's Guide to Villains. And it gives you, like, a list of uh, – not a list. It, it, she just pulled out the one card that it had Craven the Hunter, and he described, like, his likes. Like, uh, he hunts Spider-Men and Rhinos. but some reason, he just always likes the, uh hunt spider So it was pretty interesting, just to cut to the chase.
1: And ironically and, enough uh, – Craven's entry on Wikipedia has this issue of Squirrel Girl in it.
0: <laughs> oh, and she totally yeah. beats him, like, not by, like, fists. She just outsmarts him. She's like, yeah. why would you want to go after, you know, Spider-Man when you can go after Giganto? <laughs> this whale <went> with arms. <laughs> She's like, if you go after him, no one would ever question your rep. Then... Why go? Why do that? And he's like, "You're right. I will totally do that." And I kind of, I, uh I will probably debate in my head if I'm going to buy it digitally because I think the next issue is like three ninety nine. But I almost kind of hope that Craven the Hunter comes back and he has like bandages and he's like, "I did what you told me, but it was really big."
1: <laughs>
0: or you just find out that he actually died again. Yeah. And they resurrect him and he goes after Giganto again and dies again.
1: Maybe they actually they just do a Craven book where Craven hunts like the big game of the Marvel universe. That would be cool. There we go. That someone, would be funny. Someone email Marvel for me?
0: <laughs> I have an idea. Sean Atkins
1: can draw it.
2: You write it and Sean draws it and pitch it to them. Yes,
0: there we go. <laughs> Time to get busy. <laughs> um but I would definitely buy this book again. I'm, I will probably buy this book. I'm def, I already ordered the, the trade from, uh, the library, so I'm gonna be reading that. I loved it. It was just, I, it was just a pretty damn fun book. And it was funny as hell, like I haven't laughed out loud in a while when I'm reading a comic, so. <laughs> And the other book I read was... What was it? The Colonel of Two Worlds? I don't remember the title, but... Yeah. Basically, it's Colonel Sanders in a comic, and there's an evil Colonel Sanders, and... I don't know if I should go in much detail, because it's free, and you can find it online, and... All I can say is that our Colonel Sanders of Sanders Prime is (laughs) effing hilarious, like, every which way. And I have a feeling that the writers and the artists was like, all right, this is totally a promotional thing. Let's just... Go crazy. No one's not going to read this. Who's going to read this? <laughs> and they're like, let's just go nuts. And it, they did. It was hilarious. <laughs> um,
2: for everybody out, you go, go to kfc.com slash comic and, and that is, uh, where you can download that comic. Yes.
0: Yeah, so going there
2: now. I, I am and too. It's I free.
0: can read. It was hilarious. Like the, I think one of the best lines, it's kind of sticking with me and I hope I don't butcher it, is, I assume it's Colonel Sanders. They never really said his rank, but I assume that he's, he's like the evil Colonel Sanders. And he's getting his butt whipped by Sanders. <laughs> and he's, he's talking to Captain Cold and Mirror Master, cause they're the ones that brought him over. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Why aren't you guys helping me?" And captain Cole's like, "Even a captain knows that a colonel outranks him." <laughs> <laughs> Cole's like,
2: "Oh, oh, there we, we go. go! I got there. it now too."
0: <laughs> I will, I will be reading this shortly. I, I laughed, and yeah, it was. <laughs> if I would, I definitely would have paid for this book. I would actually love to see more of this. If it was written the same way, not seriously, not like a serious tone. You hear that? KFC, DC, Sean Atkins <laughs> wants more. Yeah. Sanders, a, like if they Tom did the more fan. crazy stuff like that with Colonel Sanders, I would love every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>
1: I, <laughs> I guess it's not um, <laughs> it's
0: Norm It's like C- that C- carpet bagging. <laughs> what?
1: I was, it, it doesn't tie into the recent commercials, so it's not like Norm McDonald, Colonel Sanders versus. Daryl Hammond, Colonel Sanders? Right. Did you know there was commercials?
0: Yeah, but... Yeah, I, as far I as, as I Norman know, McCown, that's not the
1: case. That's not the case, okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I I almost like the characterization, like, uh, the evil Colonel Sanders likes everything the easy way, everything's <laughs> processed. <laughs> like, it's nothing... It's not it's not made the hard way that Colonel Sanders keeps mentioning like every five minutes and apparently Colonel Sanders and Colonel Sanders have the same, like that, I guess like the KFC headquarters in the same area. I guess it's like central city where Colonel Sanders sees like this bad commercial by Sanders. He gets mad and he's like, Barbara, hold down the fort. I gotta go handle some business. And he's like literally walking out the door, and the next panel you see him walking to Colonel Sunder's restaurant. Wait, wait, wait! Apparently...
1: Colonel huh. Sunder's is from Earth Three, <laughs> yeah. where like the, the the crime syndicate is from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> and apparently, everybody there, like the the patrons, are all sad and just like, "Why did I come here?" Like sad, like why did I go to this restaurant to eat food? This sucks.
1: <laughs>
0: and I just like to back to Colonel Sanders. Oh, and the other good line is when Sanders breaks down the door and he says, I demand satisfaction. <laughs> I was like sold. This is fun. <laughs> so yes. Nice. Read it. It's free. It's online. If they ever make oh, a tube, I would buy it in a second. It says,
2: "It says for this is for Sean." You there, you feckless fry cook, you copycat and cuss. I am the real Colonel Sanders, and I demand satisfaction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the way the artwork awesome. just works with it, and the it's just artwork
2: like, is awesome for
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I have a feeling the creators knew what they're getting into and they're like who cares? No one's not gonna read this. <laughs> Let's just do whatever comes to mind and they're like Got it. Let's do this. He should say this. Freaking right.
1: Oh right. this scene where the Sanders finally meets Saunders and then it becomes like an ad for KFC's like at my restaurant, refresh the prepare hot chicken. <laughs> oh, I see <laughs> herbs and spices beats anything you're using. See, but I can see this all going over your head. So here's something you understand. And he punches him like right in the face.
0: <laughs> oh man!
1: When did Colonel Sanders like get these fighting? You know, he fights pretty good for a guy that's been dead for 35 years.
0: Yeah. And he's scrappy too. And he's been. always pissed. He's just one pissed off guy.
1: And he rips off his Sully suit. Oh my god! And place. then they have oh, like that a, was great. I
2: that love it. They have. Great. If you go to the last page, you have a breakdown of like all the special features of cr- the Colonel of Earth Prime. You know, like his inspection spectacles, his facial <laughs> oh, hair. Yeah. You know, and, and the value of each item. You know, so his facial hair is worth two hundred dollars. <laughs>
1: a ribbon tie is only ten bucks.
2: Yeah,
1: poultry <laughs> ring's a little pricey. The yeah. chronometer. <laughs>
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: my. That's good stuff. Tell you what, it's got a sense of humor about it.
0: Yeah. It doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. I'm, kinda, I'm glad that they didn't.
1: So. it snazzy <laughs> and, Tom Grummet cover.
0: And that's the books I've read. <laughs> I've read a couple others, but those are the two I'm talking about.
1: Well, there. as far as books go, I think that's a fine... Spot to uh, yeah. let things go, but before we go for the week, we would be remiss to not spend some time on this one last bit of information that came out since our last episode. Yeah, um, something a little near and dear to your heart, Scott. Oh my uh, God. We're getting a little bit closer. And as of this recording, excuse me. Yeah. We are about what six weeks away. The trailer. Right now, the force is stirring. But in six weeks... Have you felt it? That shit's getting
2: up. Just let it in, Scott. Just let let it in. Oh,
1: my God. I can't wait, man. (laughs) I guess we're calling the full trailer came out.
2: Yeah, this is the full trailer and I don't think they're going to do... You know, it's not going to be like trailer two, trailer three kind of thing. This is it. So I think they've showed us everything they intend to show us. Which is... Which is fine with me. I mean, I'm already
1: in. I already bought my tickets for opening night. Did you? Okay. Yep. Oh, really? I'll be honest, I yep. tried and the websites had crashed, so I couldn't get through.
2: The secret was, uh, to go they right to it. the theater. I went, I,
1: I went did right. that too. Oh, really? It crashed? Yeah, I tried the, the, theater uh, out here in Greensburg and I couldn't get onto the site.
2: Oh, you know what happened is, I may is have, that? Had, you know, I had a, uh, an inside, uh, uh-huh. advantage, I think, because, uh, my friend Ray called, or he messaged me, and he said, you know, and this is before the the trailer aired during the Monday night football game. Right. And then the tickets were to go on sale immediately after, was the what they were saying all day long. Well, he messaged me sometime during the first half, and he said, I got an email from Fandango. The tickets are on sale now, and the site has crashed already. And I was like, whoa. And so I called him, and I said, all right, I'm going to, I'll try Cinemark. I got on Cinemark's website, and I got them. I bought them. And then, as I understand it, their site crashed shortly after. There you go. So wow. I got in there. Uh,
1: so, Thursday uh, night you're going or Friday? Thursday night. Is that when it opens on th- That.
2: You know, well, the they couch say couch. it's Friday. It, it's supposed to be – remember how they used to do 18th is midnights? a Friday, yeah. Yeah, they used to do midnights, but now it's – Just the night now, before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 7pm on Thursday, Thursday. So. Very cool. But completely sold out in, within an hour, I bet. I mean, it was yeah. so fast. So. Uh, the, for the first date. Alright. You know, there's still a whole weekend uh, of seats left, so.
1: I mean, I know you were already amped to 11. Yeah. Did this thing dial you up any further?
2: Um, I wouldn't, I would say no, I, but I just. I was just more, like, in question mode when I saw it. I was like, this is cool, but, you know, like, I was trying to piece things together, figure out, you know... Now, of course, you know, our question was, where's Luke Skywalker? Yes. And, and no, he is not Kylo Ren. Everybody just stopped. But um that's a different guy. But, that, you know, I mean, we see that hand move up over, you know, move on to R2. Right,
1: right. and That, that is more than likely... Yeah, well, that's Luke. always been, I, I never thought that was, they're being vague about that, even the first trailer. Yeah. Because you get that um, voiceover from Luke. He's like, the, the Force has always been in my family. And he's like, I have it, and they show that same shot of him putting the hand yeah. on R2. So, but um, I will but say, I- Scott, it it amped me up. I. I don't – I still see old Harrison Ford, but I did see a little bit more of Han Solo there. Yeah. That yeah, scene I where I was like, it's all true. Yeah, oh, was like, oh. But believer, my <laughs> the, the part that blew my mind out the back of my head is that outside of the Millennium Falcon shot of it going into warp speed. Yeah. If you're, if you're watching it, it's about the 117 mark in the trailer where you see it go – like, we've never seen it from the outside – yeah, and I was like, thank you, J.J. Abrams and technology, for giving me something <laughs> I never knew I needed. Yeah. Right. I, um, I will be there at some point, as soon as I can get a ticket to it. And yeah. I will go, I will do multiples, I will do IMAX <laughs> 3D, and I will do standard. Unless I have IMAX went 3D is Well, I know that I, like, the aforementioned, I don't have the glasses anymore. Like the gla- The 3D glasses won't really be a problem for me. Oh, that's true, yeah. And so what was once a hindrance is now no longer an obstacle. I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I'm okay with 3D to
2: some degree. Um, if there's another option, I usually take that, though. I,
1: I do, but too, I, anymore, but I think IMAX 3D but I think, is the way to go on this thing. Even I think if the I one, go, like, 11 o'clock in the morning to the waterfront, I don't care. Yeah. the one. I
2: think the one that burned me out was the Hobbit, and it had that high frame rate. Oh, right, right. With the 3D. I mean, I felt, I felt like my eyes were going to fall out of my head. Like, it was so much, it was strange. You know, a strain. But, uh. I do you remember you telling us that. Yeah. But, I mean, other movies I've watched in 3D and I thought they were fine. So, um, so yeah, I'll probably watch it in both versions. But for first night, I, I went with the regular one. So. But yeah, there will definitely be more than one viewing on that weekend.
1: (laughs) Sean Atkins, do you have any comments, thoughts on the trailer?
0: No, it looks like a pretty solid movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I suppose. It's a thing. (laughs) Eh, I don't know about this. this Star Wars might go somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm trying to remember the trailer. I, I, I think it looks pretty good. I definitely am excited. Uh, I know I won't be able to see it opening week or probably an opening month or year. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> stupid babies. <laughs> Although I kind of, I kind of wish I was in Canada because I think I read blip about uh, uh, I can that Canada's that. Netflix is going to have it and I'm like
1: oh, not right away though yeah, um, I don't care I
0: have Netflix
1: yeah, yeah Canadian Netflix pretty much like when it would hit like HBO or whatever here I think it's stars or Showtime has the rights in America but in Canada there is no like version of that anymore so now like when it hits the pay stations here like so those upper cable like the HBO show what have you It'll hit Canada, I almost say like Canadians, Canada's Netflix at that point in time. So it's not like on December 18th. Hey, let's sit down with some flapjacks and watch Force Awakens, eh? I
0: that's still don't really Canadian. Album. I have, I have <laughs> Netflix started.
1: Well, go Little online Russia. maybe you can like trick its IP into thinking you're a Canadian and you can watch it that way.
0: Yeah, oh,
2: cool. I'll, I'll throw this one out there just because that way it's on record. But my guess is that, is that Ray Will be the ultimately be the Jedi of the movie, um, you know? Finn might be because they show him holding a lightsaber and everything, but he's more of an action guy. And so Ray, has that? The girl. Okay. Daisy.
0: Okay. Um, I kind of hope they go into uh, Leia's powers. Like I kind of hope they address that.
2: I know. Um, I agree. No, but I think that Ray is going to, I think that staff that she's carrying on Jakku on the planet is actually made up of lightsaber parts, will be my guess. I'm just throwing it out
1: there. I, do you remember hearing, like, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, uh, like, a uh, supposed plot line where they find, like, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, and then Han yeah. Solo helps them track down Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Could, I mean, That's, in all theory, that could be what this plot is still is. Yeah,
2: so far it seems that way. And, and, um, the lightsaber that Finn is holding in that trailer is Luke's original lightsaber. It's Anakin's basically. That's the, oh, yeah. the lightsaber that was handed down. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that is definitely probably, um, and as far as we know about all, what, what I know about Kylo Ren is that he's after You know, um, he worships Vader, and so he probably wants that lightsaber from Finn in that scene.
1: He's the ultimate collector. Yeah. No, (laughs) it's no longer me. I
2: collected the bones of Darth Vader. I'm the best collector there is.
1: She's like the Michael Jackson of the Star Wars universe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Walt Disney.
1: Michael Jackson bought the elephant man's bones. It's a one
2: of one limited edition. Yeah, one of one. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting if,
0: you know, it'd be interesting if they kind of like erase the part where Luke and Leia kiss, like it actually turns out that Leia is not his sister.
2: That sounds like a plot for arrested development. (laughs) Yep. This is the story of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I might need to do that.
1: Look on the internet, Scott. I'm sure there's so. gotta be out there. Yeah. If we can think it, it's been created. Yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. Well, fellas, it's been a week. Yeah. Cool. So nothing coming up, right? Nothing of note to promote. No.
2: As far as shows go, I'm. Yep. Uh, my next show is going to be in, back to Butler in February, so. Oh,
1: but, well, plenty of time before ButtCon.
2: Yeah, so we don't need to uh, chirp, chirp too yeah, hard on no. that one,
1: but.
0: Hey, uh. You, you Sean know. Atkins,
1: any appearances coming up? Yeah. So the people can see your pretty face?
0: Yeah, it's at work.
1: At work? All right, <laughs> will go see Sean at work. Tell, oh. tell him the comic book pets. at, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's so. <laughs> Sean will be appearing at work this week. Yeah. <laughs> if Monday through Friday. From eight to five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Duke, did you have something? Sound like you you thought of something? No,
2: I thought of something. But I was going. I'm going to tell you after the show.
1: Okay, so sorry, folks.
2: Uh, so you don't get to find out, but everybody should check out Three Rivers as well. There we uh, go for an up-
1: yeah.
2: upcoming show in in the spring and picks. Oh my yeah,
1: god! Plenty of Don't worry no, about sorry. that. Plenty oh, yeah. of time to promote the picks.
2: Oh, All the machines are running
1: already. I'll tell yeah, you that. Yeah. So nice I love it. They are. So um, all right, we, all right, folks. This has been it. This is uh the triple deuce, the comic book pit number two twenty two, two twenty two, right? Two 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 two
0: two, two, two. twenty
1: three.
0: No, I don't say that. Five six
2: next. Week. Next,
1: next. Seven. The triple deuce. Two twenty two. I'm Jared. I'm Scott.
0: And I'm Sean. The count. The count. dragon yeah. <laughs> of the dark arts. Nice. April. Yeah. See you next time. My uncle Dios.